Welcome to Universal Man. My name is Mark Weppet, and I'm here to help you unleash your apex potential. And today, we're going to be talking about how to upgrade your psychological operating system. And this might sound a little complicated, but it's actually very straightforward, and it's absolutely essential if you want to make significant changes in your life. This is something that has not only been at the heart of all my personal success in changing myself and improving my life, but it's also been at the heart of all the work I've done as a professional coach for the past eight years. And you really need to lock this down because if you don't understand how to upgrade your operating system, well, then you're going to be stuck running the same old patterns and getting the same old results. So if you're ready to upgrade and you're ready to get new results, well, then this video is going to tell you how to make it happen. All right, my friends, we're going to cut right to the chase here. Your psychological operating system is, drum roll, it is your identity. Your identity is the key to what makes you tick. And if we're going to define it, your identity is essentially the story you tell about yourself. It's the set of thoughts and beliefs that, that comprise your own conception of who you are. The important thing to understand about this is that how you set that story, how you set that narrative about yourself, really, it determines where your homeostasis ends up centering around. So like your homeostasis is, is like that's your comfort zone. That's like your your state of like inertia. Right. And so if your identity is over here, well, then your homeostasis is going to or orbit around that. If you're, it's over here, it's going to orbit around that. All right. And so if you want to move where your comfort zone is, if you want to move where your default patterns are, you've got to move your identity. And the reason for this is because the story about yourself determines really your, your story about everything else. It's like you, if you say, I'm the kind of guy who does X, well, then you're going to probably end up doing X, right? And if you don't, you're going to feel bad about it and you're going to want to like make an adjustment so that you can do that. Either that or you're going to just have to change who you are because in a lot of ways it determines what creates emotional pain and pleasure for you. If you think that you're a person who does a certain thing but then you don't do it, it's going to cause you pain. If you think you're the kind of person who doesn't do a certain thing and then you do do it, it's going to create this conflict. It's going to create this cognitive dissonance. So ultimately, like this is like the, the at the heart of what drives your motivational system. And most of us, we build our conception of self unconsciously as we grow up. And so sometimes we pick up some pretty bad distortions. We pick up, pick up some limiting beliefs about ourselves. And then our results reflect those limitations. They reflect those bugs in the software. And so if you want to make real changes in your life. You have to upgrade this piece of you. You need to upgrade your narrative about yourself and then everything else will follow suit. I'm sure many of you have experienced this before, though. Maybe you didn't even realize you were experiencing it. Like maybe you tried to make some superficial changes in your habits or in the way that you showed up. You know, maybe you're going to, you know, going to try and get up early or you're going to start working out or whatever. And you didn't let the process go very deep. You instead, you're just like approached it purely on a practical, this is what I got to do level. And maybe you're able to do something for a little while. You're able to push outside your comfort zone for a little while, but eventually you, you kind of like got sucked back to your old way of operating. Well, that, that's because you didn't make the change deep enough. You didn't make the change in your identity. You focused on the behaviors, right? So this is what's going to happen is if, if you try to just change your behaviors without changing how you think about yourself. Eventually, you're just going to reach a point where you have to come to a point of why. Why am I continuing to push outside of my comfort zone? Well, 
at the end of the day, the only thing we really care about is who we are. <laughs> care about how we feel about ourselves. And if you don't tie that end result to an upgraded view, a better version of you, a version of you that you're more excited to be, well, then you're not really going to be making that sacrifice to keep staying outside your comfort zone long enough to drive an adaptation in your homeostatic preferences. So if you want to make a shift, you got to first move your perception of self and then everything else is going to follow, right? And we see this and we know this intuitively. Like Michael Jordan was the best because he decided that he was going to be the best. He decided I'm going to be that good of a basketball player. I'm just going to be the man when it comes to basketball. That's that's who I am. And guess what? He did, right? That identity gave him the power and the drive to then implement all the practical things that ultimately got him that result. Now, you know, you, you got to be careful here. You got to make sure that you're picking like identities that really resonate with you. You're not just saying like, you know, you're a 40 year old, like, you know, over, overweight dude deciding that you're going to be <laughs> the best basketball player, right? No, like stick with something that actually resonates with you as true. You know, this isn't magic or whatever, but this is the heart of it, right? You got to decide who you are. If you decide you're a loser, well, guess what? You're going to be a loser. So shift the mindset first. And don't try and be too crazily dramatic with it. You can have a high-level identity shift that you're aiming for while having, you know, little steps along the way. I call this the resonance ladder. And you can go check out my Enter the Omni Game series where I talk about leveling up in life, where I, I really talk about this. But, you know, I go through and I say how I went from being like a total degenerate porn addict, video game addict, you know, unemployed sort of basically loser. <laughs> uh, it's painful still to say, but yeah, I was, I was a loser. And, um, you know, how I became successfully self-employed, you know, running a very, you know, successful online community for men, helping tons of people, loving the life that I live, you know, and, and enjoying it and continuing to grow and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, how did I go through that? Well, I just made incremental identity shifts, right? You know, first I decided I was going to be a guy who didn't watch porn, you know, and then I decided I was going to be a guy who was self-employed as a life coach, you know, and then I decided I was going to be, you know, the guy who put his face on the porn problem on YouTube. You know, I was going to be, I was going to help other guys make that change. And then I was gonna be like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to become more of a creative and less running everything on the lower level. And I'm going to hire some help. Right. And so I was able to start scaling my business, but uh, every little shift along the way, it, it was always corresponded with an identity shift. If, if there wasn't that it just didn't stick. There wasn't like enough power there to to push me through the uncomfortable bits because that's really what this is about. It's like there's nothing more compelling than becoming a better version of you. I think that is ultimately what all of our deepest drives is. We want to have like I believe every single person is inherently good and has an inherent perfection inside of them. But the way that they show up in the world is flawed. It doesn't fully reflect that goodness. And so every step closer toward fully reflecting that goodness, every step, every Every iteration and improvement of our identity brings us one step closer to that full reflection of, I would say, our perfection, our, our perfect potential, our apex potential. This is what my whole channel is about. So bring, bridging that gap between where you are now in the representation of your inherent dignity toward, you know, perfect representation of your dignity, right? And it's those steps upwards. That's what really jazzes us up and makes us feel on fire, alive, and motivated. So how do you do this? How do you go about building your life up in this way? Well, the key is that you need to have a vision. 
You need to envision what this new version of you looks like, right? And sometimes the easiest way to envision it is to first name it, right? So it's like, you know, I want to change this. I want to be self-employed, all right? Well, that's one step. You named it, but now you gotta, you have to have a vision. You need to be able to see it and how it would actually look. Because if you can't envision it, then it, you're not even going to be able to start getting excited about it, right? So this is something that I struggled with, you know, in the past, when I, like, for example, just quitting video games, okay? Like, video games had been such a part of my life for so long, I couldn't even imagine what my life would be like without them. It was like, they, that was my fun. That was like my my joy. And I was like, well, I can't even, if I can't even imagine a life where I'm happy without video games, then how am I ever going to moderate them or quit them or anything like that, right? I couldn't. It wasn't until I started to actually imagine, oh, well, I could actually maybe be happier in this way. Maybe I could connect with my friends even more this way. Or, you know, I, I could actually feel like my life was my video game. Oh, how cool would that be as if, like, you know, I had the same passion that I have for leveling up my video game character for my actual life business and this kind of stuff. So it's like once I had the vision, I could start making the shifts. But before that, I couldn't do it. Right. And, you know, th this shows up in a lot of different areas. Like I'll see, um, you know, I've had uh, an unusually large amount of experience with eating disorders in my life. And one of the things, you know, I'll, I'll see with that is like people who are in an eating disorder, let's say anorexia, like if they are, you know, really hooked on being super like skinny and thin and small and they think, you know, they got body dysmorphia and they think that's what looks good. The thought of like leaving their eating disorder behind, it's, it's terrible because when they envision it, they envision a heavier version of themselves, i.e. a healthier and to most people better looking version of themselves. But like, you know, in their mind, they envision it and, it and it seems bad and they can't even imagine liking that life. And that's the thing is like, it's got to start there. You have to at least be able to imagine it. You have to try. You have to let your creative juices flow and ask questions like, oh, well, what if I did like this? What if this, this was good? What if I actually did enjoy this new way of living. And you because once you can live it in your mind a little bit, then it's so much easier to start doing. Like say you want to get in shape, all right? Say you're, you know, out of shape, overweight, whatever. And you think about getting in shape and you think about having to go to the gym every week and you're like, "Oh, that life sucks. Like I hate going to the gym. I hate exercise. It feels so yucky." blah blah blah. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen, right? What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to be able to imagine like, "Hmm, I think I could actually like a healthy lifestyle. If I did it like this, you know, if I was feeling good, if I was going to the gym regularly, you know, like I think I could actually get into it if I set it up like this, right? That's how you would have to do it. You'd have to build that appealing vision. And what's going to happen as you try and do this is that you're going to start exposing your limiting beliefs. And this is essential. This is what we're looking for. We're looking for those parts of you that are at odds with this vision. Like, uh, for example, I was talking about the video game thing. Like, I couldn't imagine being happy without them. Well, that was my limiting belief. It's like, I can't be happy without video games. Other things won't be as satisfying, right? You know, that's a huge limiting belief. And when I, when I started looking at that, I'm like, that's that can't be right. That's absurd. That's insane. And, you know, as I learned more about dopamine and things like that, it became more clear that I was just getting overstimulated and, you know, desensitized to more natural rewards. And I probably had to go through a bit of a detox and whatnot first in order to get things, you know, figured out and, and feeling where I wanted it to feel. But, you know, it, it started with finding those limiting beliefs by trying to pursue that vision. And once you start dismantling those limiting beliefs, then, you know, the world really starts to open up to you. <clears throat> and if you want some help 
doing that because it's it's a little bit beyond the scope of this video about exactly how to find dismantle and then recondition your brain to operate on new uh, beliefs is uh, you can check out my Metascript method guide. You can get the link uh, below. It's a really pretty straightforward guide. That's one of my most powerful and useful guides. It teaches you a journaling methodology for reprogramming your brain. So check that out uh, if you want help really working through those limiting beliefs and, and making these mindset shifts. But the really cool thing that happens when you understand how identity shift is at the root of all personal development is that you can actually bundle so many changes into one thing and it makes everything very, very simple, right? Like once you flesh out what an identity shift means for you, you can package a bunch of little behaviors under one big umbrella. And so you're actually doing a bunch of different things, but it feels like you're just doing one thing. And this is, this is a massively powerful thing. So it's like, you know, going back to the getting in shape analogy, it's like, well, what are all the things you would have to do in order to get in shape? Well, maybe you'd prioritize protein at every meal. Maybe, you know, you would stick to eating three square meals a day. Maybe you do one fasting day a week. Um, maybe you go to the gym three or four times a week. Maybe you like to walk at least 10 minutes uh, before you get started. Like you can, you know, the list goes on. It could be a, a ton of different little things that all add up to your version of a healthy lifestyle, right? But once you associate all those things with that one identity, you don't even need to worry about remembering all of them so much as just being that guy, constantly coming back to, I'm a fit and healthy guy. And if you know what that means, then all of a sudden, everything else starts getting taken care of, right? So a final and very important thing to say about this is that you're going to struggle to move forward to your new identity if you're carrying around a lot of baggage from the past. And I think a lot of us are like this. We carry a lot of shame, a lot of regret, and it and it sits around our neck like this big, like heavy millstone. And we're not going to be able to step into our new identity as long as we're carrying all that baggage around, all right? And so to help with this, I'm going to be putting on a workshop on how to process and transmute shame and regret. And this is going to be available to anyone who is a Vanguard member of my elite tier. Okay. And I think it's going to be really useful to a lot of you because it's, it's pretty straightforward how to process and transmute shame, but there are some important mechanics to it. And what I'm going to be teaching you how to do is how to create a neurochemical event that creates beneficial cognitive, you know, uh, conditioning changes. Kind of like we can turn this thing, it feels like, oh, toxic shame, and we turn it into a battery that drives a beneficial adaptation in our brain. And you actually turn it into a source of power to level up, become stronger, and that sort of thing. And so if you're interested in learning how to do that, well, then make sure you check out my Vanguard and check out the Elite. And this isn't just for people who struggle with shame. It's honestly... Literally, anytime you screw anything up, you can turn it into a source of power. It also will be talking about how to deal with like free floating, seemingly, you know, like unlike traceable sorts of, you know, shame and not feeling good enough and that sort of stuff. Because I know some people they just have this kind of fog hanging over them and, you know, hint, a lot of it's due to your past, it's clinging on to you, and you need to learn how to actively work with it and clean it up. So, if you're interested in hearing more about that, then check out Vanguard uh, Elite by clicking the link below. But that's pretty much what I have for you guys today. Hopefully you got something valuable out of this. Hopefully I made you think a little bit. Please let me know in the comments below what your identity shift is. What are you going to be doing to level up your life? What's that next shift for you? And you know, I, I'd really love to hear from you as long, along with uh, I would love it if you liked, subscribed, did all that good stuff. So thank you guys. Have a good one. Ooh, yeah.